queens, in today's episode, we are going to talk about rebuilding your self-esteem. That self-esteem that that nasty narc took from you. And we're going to get it back. Promise. Let's do it. Hey, queens. Welcome to But Still She Thrives. Do you want to stop getting caught up in that wicked web of a creepy, crawly narcissist? Do you find yourself up late at night replaying the abuse you put up with and wondering how you can heal now? Do you wake up hoping for healthy relationships and peace only to feel totally exhausted and mind effed? Girl, I see you. I'm Christy. I too had to disconnect from toxic people in my life and I wished I could undo the damage. I felt ashamed, lonely, and kind of lost, but I'm a stubborn Italian and I refuse to give up. I found ways to recalibrate my mind and body more quickly than I thought and can now share them with you. In this podcast, you will find coping tools, healing methods, and confidence boosters so you can trust yourself and find peace and freedom. So shields up, ladies. Let's go protect our peace. Rebuilding self-esteem after narcissistic abuse can be challenging yet healing process. So here are some steps you can take to help rebuild your self-esteem after this whole crazy business. And like I said, it's not super simple, but it's doable. And I, in my journey, I felt like it happened more quickly than I thought it would. First of all, you need to recognize and accept the abuse. So the first step is to acknowledge and accept you have been a victim. This is is a deal. Don't brush it under the rug. Don't try to pound your chest and be like, I'm strong. I, I don't need to heal. I'm fine. Understand the abuse was not your fault and you deserve and need to heal and rebuild that self-esteem back. Number two, seek support. I cannot reiterate this enough without the support I had. Oh, I don't know. It would not have been so accelerated my healing and I don't even know if I would have known exactly how to heal. So reaching out to someone like me, a life coach with specific narcissistic abuse recovery experience and knowledge is highly advised. If not, there are therapists out there. I do suggest making sure that the therapist does actually have experience with narcissistic abuse in their life. And it's also important to reach out to supportive friends, family members who can provide that safe space for you to share your experience, someone you can trust. So surround yourself with people who genuinely care about you and can offer emotional support during this healing time. This was a huge one for me. Number three, educate yourself. So learn about narcissistic abuse and the traits of narcissistic individuals. Obviously, listening to this podcast, you're probably doing that. So you can keep doing that. You may not want to overdo it and obsess over it to the point I did. I did that dirty work for you so I can help you without you having to do all of the legwork. That's why working with me, it's kind of like you're taking all the experience and knowledge that I have gotten through the years and I can help you accelerate even faster than I did, which is awesome. So the knowledge though that you do have and learn can help you understand that the abuse was not a reflection of you or your worth, but rather a result of the narcissist's own issues. It can also help it be a little more predictable. Let's say you're co-parenting with a narcissist, knowing more about narcissists, will help you realize it's almost like to a science where, and I talked about this in another episode, but they're always trying to get control of you or check if they still have control of you. So that really helped me a lot, that simple thing. It took a while to really understand, 
But just having more knowledge of the narcissist can help you see things from a different perspective and heal quickly. Number four is setting boundaries. So you need to establish clear boundaries to protect yourself from further abuse. This may involve limiting or cutting off contact with the narcissistic individual. So a lot of my clients come to me after they've already disconnected. There are a few that are really ready to disconnect. And so we walk through that and I give resources until they are disconnected um, because it is a really tricky thing and it's really not easy, but also moving forward, setting boundaries in your life. That's something that actually gave me confidence during that process. So after I disconnected from my narcissist, moving forward, I realized there were some friendships or people in my life, even maybe some not really close friends, but I noticed certain traits that were similar and I didn't want to be around. And by distancing or disconnecting those friendships, it truly gave me a bigger confidence in myself and I started to trust myself more and I saw how good it felt and I, I truly gained more confidence through that process. When you set boundaries and you maintain them and don't waver, the stronger your boundaries get, the stronger self-esteem you have. Number five, practice self-compassion. Ah, yeah, give yourself a little hug right now. Be kind and gentle to yourself. Understand that healing takes time and it is okay to feel a range of emotions. So we can all feel crazy during this process. Trust me, I've been there. Treat yourself with love and compassion just as you would if you were sitting there with a friend, right? Imagine talking to a friend through this. Like, look from the outside perspective. Like, man, you just went through a lot. Maybe it's you just went through decades of hell. Like, I'm going to be really putting my gentle gloves on with you. So do that with yourself. Number six, challenge negative beliefs. So narcissistic abuse often leads to internalizing negative beliefs about ourselves, right? That I think we all kind of know that we are really discovering how many beliefs there are. You might discover more, but identifying these negative beliefs and actively challenging them will be great. It's like replacing them with those opposite positive affirmations and evidence of your true worth and your abilities and put that on repeat, girl, mm, you're gonna feel like a queen real soon. I'll be honest, I was very surprised at how much that really does work. I mean, I heard of affirmations, I was like, all right, I'll try. When I actually was doing them every morning and every night before bed, Oh, I mean, it truly works. I mean, it just, you can't, you got to do it to understand it, but you have to do that work. That's why we say this isn't easy work. It's because you do have to change some of your routines in order to heal. That was a part of my every single day routine that really impacted my thought patterns. So highly suggest that one. If you've been following me, you know mama loves to talk some self-care. <laughs> so number seven is engaging in self-care. So you need to prioritize self-care activities that promote your well-being. So this, this can be such a variety of things, but I'll give you some. Exercise, you need to be moving every day. That's something that really just would take me out of my head immediately. And over time, it just, I mean, exercise. We know it's good for us in general, but when you have this sort of traumatic experience in your life, you have so much nasty, negative crap energy in your body and exercise as a way to shake it on down, shake it on out. Um, yin yoga is one of my favorites. I know 
a lot of people are hesitant to do the very slow things I'm telling you, you can mix it up. You can do some yin yoga and some 90s hip hop. That was my, that was basically my blueprint of exercise. (laughs) It was a perfect balance for me because I'd have those quiet moments with yin yoga where you really get in deep and you're releasing all of this negative stuff. And then for myself, I love fast dance. So and I love hip hop in general. So 90s hip hop, dancing it out every day. I'm, ta- I'm telling you, this was a part of my every single day. It's still a part of my every day. But when I was on this journey, I was doing it multiple times a day. I'm like, we're going to shake this stuff out one way or the other. I'm over it. <laughs> so yin yoga, fast dancing, whatever you like, it's got to be something you like so you're more motivated to do it. So ask yourself, what do I love to do? How can I move my body in a way that I love every single day? So other activities of self-care are healthy eating, obviously. I mean, we're, we're told to do it. Are you doing it? I wasn't eating enough veggies, I'll be honest. So I did start adding more veggies in my diet. Maybe I put some little crumbles of cheese on there. Maybe I made them taste a little better. No, I actually do love vegetables. Um, getting enough sleep, huge. That was always my downfall. Still is some days. I'm not perfect. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be transparent. Mama doesn't get as much sleep as she should. Practicing mindfulness and engaging in hobbies or activities you enjoy. You want to go out for a nature hike? You want to just sit and relax and read like a trashy book on the deck? Make sure to carve out that time. That really physically and emotionally will boost your self-esteem. But we're not done yet. Number eight, celebrate the smallest victories even. I mean, the big ones come easier, but those small victories, acknowledging your accomplishments, no matter how small they may seem to you. I used to, I don't do this anymore, I'll be honest, but I used to during my healing phase, I would sit and write, it was anywhere from 10 to 30 every morning, 10 to 30 things that I had accomplished or was grateful for every single morning, no matter how small. And that truly started my day out great. And now I do like three every morning, usually just gratitude practice. And I'm grateful for this. Or I do stick in affirmations if I'm feeling a certain way one week, like when I'm PMS and watch out, some of those some of those old stories will pop back in your mind. I will throw in an affirmation, but those small victories are so important while you're trying to gain your self-esteem. So each step forward is a significant achievement in this healing journey. I am so excited to remind you guys about this one <laughs> because it's so important in this recreating your identity Number nine is focusing on personal growth. So goal setting, engaging in activities or new hobbies that contribute to your growth is going to evidently improve your self-improvement, right? So pursuing new interests, learning new skills, seeking new opportunities, changing jobs, volunteering, things that are growing us mentally, spiritually, physically, any of that is naturally going to help our self-esteem because we, like I said, are improving ourselves, right? We are heading in that right direction. We are going to U2.0 and I'm here for it. I hope you are too. So start writing lists down of just, that's your homework. I'm giving you homework this week. I want you to write down five things. You don't have to do all five, but just brainstorming five things that you would really like to do in your life. What's, is it take up Italian with Rosetta Stone? Is it you want to do a pottery class? My aunt's doing a pottery class right now. She just was like, you know, I just want to do that. So I'm going to do it. 
I take art classes. I do resin art. I love it. Learning new skills, doing things, and you get to connect with people if you join classes, stuff like that. So five things this week. And I actually want you to email me with your list because I love seeing this stuff. I'm fiercemamac at gmail.com. It'll be in the show notes, but I want to hear what y'all are getting into because you're about to get into it, okay? And then from there, from that list, I just want you to pick one thing to actually set a goal with and take one step this week toward that goal. Maybe it's signing up for a class. Maybe it is you're gonna start walking three times a week with a neighbor or by yourself. Set that time up. Actually carve out the time. When am I going to do it? Plan, right? So we wanna do goals. We wanna do plans, get them on paper and start self-improving. Number 10, give yourself time. So healing and rebuilding self-esteem like this after narcissistic abuse can take time. I will say, if you work with someone like myself, we, I do help accelerate that time, right? So that's the beauty of having the support. But if you're not there yet or you're just not ready for that level yet, that's okay. Give yourself grace knowing it, it can take time. Be patient. Recognize the, the progress may not be linear. There may be setbacks. And this, this will sometimes really surprise people in their healing process. I've noticed that with my one-on-one clients. They'll have moments and we get through them quickly. But sure, there's setbacks where you set a boundary. You're so excited. You did X, Y, Z. And then you're like, oh, no, right? I've had clients be like, I hope you're not mad, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, I'm not mad. This is part of the process. You don't think I had any setbacks? Of course, we're human. So don't get upset with yourself. Give yourself grace if there's a setback. And remember, you're on a path toward healing and growth. Progress, not perfection. (laughs) Okay, so it can also be helpful to work with a qualified, like I said, a qualified therapist who specializes in narcissistic abuse. Of course, me, myself, and I, this is my specialty. This is what I love to do. I love to accelerate that path. I love to see you go from whether you're at just like surviving or you're just at the tip of the iceberg and you're like, oh, I I feel empowered and I'm ready to, whoa, look at her fly. That's what I said to one of my clients last week. I was like, you are flying. Like, it's so exciting for me to watch that path. I love it. I want to be a part of it. I want to help you. I'm in it. Like if you work with me, I'm, I'm there holding your hand. I mean, you're doing some work, but I am there with you and I want you to succeed and I care so much about you guys and your healing. So again, all my information will be in the show notes. And if you have any questions, you can email me or find me on social media. I'm in my DMs on Instagram. Um, you can always message me there. And don't forget again to subscribe to the podcast because this is a whole a whole series of good, good golden nuggets. So I will see you in the next, next, I'm rewinding. You like that? We'll see you in the next episode, but don't forget in the meantime that you are amazing. You deserve to feel confident and don't forget you are valued. Okay. I will see you guys later.